Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another Pittsburgh legend and St. Louis legend joins us as he does every Friday morning. It's, it's Joe Vitale. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Randy, what's going on? Kerry, how are you guys? Good. I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, uh, we've we've got a very important question for you, and Kerry is going to deliver it. This is probably one of the toughest questions you're going to get this week. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Absolutely not. Whoa! Not even, Whoa. Who, who thinks otherwise? Everyone. Everybody in this room. <laughs> No, I, no, I don't I really, know where that came about. By the way, oh. I tell I, for people that haven't heard it, the the Christmas movie tradition in the Vitali household is The Godfather. There's only one. Okay. Well, I guess Godfather one or two. You know, I mean, like like I, like I said a couple weeks ago, it wasn't Christmas if you didn't see Robert De Niro wrapping a towel around his his pistol to, to muffle, muffle the noise in the apartment. I mean, that, that was my childhood growing up. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. But what, what makes you say that Die Hard, which takes place on Christmas Eve, is loaded with Christmas songs, has a Santa hat at the very end of the movie at its conclusion. Why would uh, Die Hard not be a Christmas movie? I don't know. I think, you know, I, I like to say because of the violence, but then that's kind of going against the Godfather. <laughs> exactly. Plenty of violence there. Maybe, maybe it's because it's Bruce Willis. I don't know. Like, oh. you know, there's something, about, there's something about Robert De Niro that, you know, tugs at my heartstrings as being a former, uh, uh, you know, being an Italian. But, uh, you know, Bruce Willis, it doesn't, it doesn't scream Christmas to me. And, you know, I think nowadays, I think people just want to want to laugh and be joyful around this time of the year. And then maybe quite do it. Oh, Joey. We had something Sorry. special here. I, I know. I know that hurts you. You know what? But I, mean, I, I, will, I will say, though, you know what? In reality, whatever whatever movie brings the family around the campfire or, or the TV, whatever it is, right? Whatever movie works for you, I think the, the idea is just having having everyone together. To me, that's that's what it's about. And I, I go back to my childhood of watching The Godfather. And my nan, who was from Sicily, of course, he, you know, he had a third grade education. He didn't he didn't understand much of TV and news. You know, we would sit around and watch the Three Stooges. And I remember, like, you know, he'd work, you know, 16-hour days, and we'd come over for, for a huge pound of pasta at night, and then we'd sit around, and, and he loved the Three Stooges. And I never realized it as a kid because, you know, I just thought maybe he liked the humor. But the reality is he didn't understand English, and, and Three Stooges obviously was very slap-happy. It was all just, you know, uh, Mo Curly and Larry just you know ripping on each other and smacking each other and and so if you can't understand English you can certainly understand the the uh, the visual of, of the, how funny that really was and, and Godfather was the same thing and obviously half the movie was in Italian so he understood that so whatever my nanny said kind of went in that household that's awesome <laughs> hey Joey uh, along these lines of of Christmas movies 
you and I and Carrie are old enough to recognize what happened with Home Alone, but your kids have grown up in an era in which they've only had phones and texting. So do you have to explain to them in Home Alone, hey, we used to not have texts, (laughs) and they couldn't get in touch with Kevin when he was alone at home? You know what? It's a great point. Remember the talk boy back in the day, guys? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. We thought we had it made. I mean, imagine, imagine, kids, if you're out there listening, imagine there's a device um, the size of a football that if you push the right button and it's charged and you got the right amount of AA batteries in there, you can actually record yourself say something, and then repeat it after playing the play button. I mean, I know it sounds it sounds absolutely <laughs> insane uh, to think, but, you know, that was that was one of the hot toys from Home Alone was, was the Talk Boy. Right, and then, of yeah. course, there, there came the Talk Girl later. Uh, and then I think it was like Talk Boy 2.0 a couple years later where you actually speed up your voice or slow it down where either you sounded like Alvin from the Chipmunks or you could really <laughs> sound slow. And, Man, I mean, we would we would huddle up around in, in someone's room, or the neighbors would get together, and it's amazing how uh, how those childhoods really do bring you back. But no, Home Alone still is a great staple uh, in, in our household. Uh, we kind of have uh, the routine. It's, it's funny, the kids though, uh, for whatever reason, they do keep going back to that movie Elf with Will Ferrell, which is a awesome. which is an absolute <laughs> absolute classic. I, I do recommend if I can throw one out to you guys. If you, have you guys seen the one Spirited yet with Will Ferrell? No, I have not. Oh, man, check it out. It's a great family Christmas movie. Anyone out there, uh, Ryan O'Reilly's dad, Brian, actually got me onto it. So, so Brian, obviously, he's a, a performance coach. He works with a lot of professional teams. And, and so he's very, he's very tied into this whole, you know, internal psychology and, you know, and how, to, how do we improve as not only athletes but as humans. And, and there's some really great messages in that movie, Spirited. Uh, Will Ferrell, actually, they asked him to do – Elf 2. This is going back a couple of years ago. And then after he saw the script, he decided not to do it because, you know, he kind of wanted to leave what was good already good. And he didn't want to kind of, you know, soil what Elf was already. So he said no to that. So this is kind of a Elf 2-ish. It's Christmas themed. There's a couple good puns in, in the movie from, from the Elf original motion picture. Uh, but it is a musical and it's crazy to see Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds singing. But uh, it's, there's great songs and just amazing messages at the end. And uh, it's it, to me, it's one of the first really good Christmas movies that has come out in the last four or five years. So I, I highly recommend it. Hey, Joey, have you all put up your Christmas tree yet? I, I'm I'm a little bit behind, I think. Holy smokes, Carrie! Yeah, yeah, like welcome to welcome like to two months ago. You know what I mean? Like we go uh, we go from Halloween, we go right from Halloween to uh, to Christmas, and oh. uh, my wife. My wife's got a bit of a Christmas tree problem. We got one just in about every room. And, uh, I, you know, I, it, it, there's got to be an invention out there somewhere. But the idea of putting a Christmas I love these trees now, these fake ones where the, the lights are all connected. I mean, it saves you time. But, man, you put those trees together and you, and you plug it in. There's always one section that's not like mm-hmm. not it. It could be frustrating. I, I totally get it. But with the little ones now, we, we've kind of resorted to the fake ones because my little guy, he's – He's like a little a little bulldog. He he gets in just about everything. He'd be drinking. He'd be drinking from the water underneath the tree if, if we weren't watching. Hey Joey, what have you thought of the Blues over the last couple of weeks? You know, it's been up. It's been down. I mean, it's been it's been kind of all over the place, right? Uh, but you know what? I think it's it's also kind of important to look around the league. I mean, I know I know I know Blues fans can be frustrated at times. Certainly, as a as a broadcaster, you get frustrated. The players are frustrated. 
but this is kind of a league-wide thing it, it, when you exclude just being a couple teams like the Boston Bruins and you know Vegas Golden Knights there for a while. But every team is going through something or has been going through something. Uh, this league is shifting. It, it is it is driven through offense now. I mean, it is just offense everywhere. And when everyone's thinking offense, two things are going to happen. Obviously, you're going to score more goals. But the other thing is you're not going to take as much responsibility defensively, so you're going to be allowed a lot more goals. I mean, we're seeing three-goal leads completely evaporate in this league. I mean, the, even the, the New York Islanders a couple of games ago, the Blues were up, you know, 5-1 uh, to one in that game, and the Islanders made it a one-goal game late. They were one shot away from tying that game in the third period. I mean, it just goes to show you uh, the parity in this league. It is so incredibly competitive. There are no bad teams anymore. I mean, back in the day, you go down to Florida and you like it was an automatic victory when you're playing the Panthers, or you'd be going, you'd be going out west. Let's just say, um, or even going down south to Nashville. Nashville struggled for a long time. It's, there were guaranteed wins. The New Jersey Devils for a long time were so bad. Now look at the Devils; they're absolutely taking off. So, uh, just these games are so competitive. There's so much offense. Uh, the penalties are obviously they're clutching in on the penalties, so guys are afraid to defend because they don't want to go in the penalty box, right? Especially when you got a struggling penalty kill. So uh, there's that, the technology, the sticks. I mean, the scoring is up across this league. And I bring all that up because, you know, with the frustration of Blues fans probably feel out there, uh, it, it is league-wide. It, it really is. And I think that it's something where uh, the pieces are still in play for this team. You know, I talk to a lot of, you know, pl- players, and they always ask me the same thing. What's going on with these Blues? And they ask me because this is a really good team on paper. It still is a very good team on paper. They got a lot of champions on this team. Guys have gone the distance. They got goal scorers. They got veterans. They got young, fast guys. They got a good mix. And I still do think Jordan Bennington is one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League. So with all those pieces set in place, that's the good news because I think they're just one kind of attitude shift away from really getting back to winning hockey. You know, I think it's as, as offensively powered this team wants to be. It's simply just a mindset. When this team is ready, fully committed. Top to bottom, everyone pulling the rope like Ryan O'Reilly was pulling last night. When they start making those commitments and decisions to make winning hockey play decisions about chipping it in, making the smart play, um, low-risk options through the middle of the ice, when you start doing all those things, this team is going to start piling on some wins together. And, and as much as they have struggled in the past, guys, I mean, they're still five, six points away from a, a wild-card spot. And some big games coming up too, Randy and Kerry, as you know. I mean, the Colorado on Sunday afternoon, then you got the National Predators, two back-to-back division games there. And then you're going out west and you're, and you're playing teams you're chasing the wild-card scenes in Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver. It's it's amazing. This this next stretch of two weeks leading up to Christmas is going to be some big boy hockey. Okay, Joey, last thing, quick one. Uh, we're like you in our household. We have a, a Christmas tree pretty much in every room. And in the basement, we have a tree that's a sports tree. We've got Cardinals and Blues and Billikens and Mizzou ornaments. We've got a Jordan Bennington ornament. We've got a Kurt Warner ornament. We've got a Stanley Cup Champions ornament. So the the sports tree is my favorite tree in the house. Do you have a favorite tree in your house? Yeah, I got a favorite tree, Randy. And I, I love the sports team idea. I think my kids are going to probably be on to something like that here pretty soon. My, my mom, she, she does stitch stitch. You guys know it's like the thread, like the thread by color. Um, it's her main hobby, and she makes the stockings. And one of her favorite things she does every year, she makes all the, her kids and grandkids these little ornaments based out of stockings. I'll send you some photos. But, you know, they're, they're three, three by three, and it changes every year. When I got the job with the blues, she made a blues one, and she stuck a picture in it. So it's just uh, we have a tree right when you come in our main entry door, and it's a white tree, and it's just full of the threaded ornaments she's made over the years. And it started out, like, you know, 15 years ago, and now we have a whole tree absolutely full of them. Um, so that, that to me is, is one of those trees that um, is certainly one of my favorites. And, and that's where our, our elf, our elf typically likes to, 
hang out. We got we got a little elf named Chippy. He, he's into a lot of mischievous things. Uh, <laughs> he's creating a lot of messes in our house. And he's getting into my bread flour, which I'm not. I don't, I don't know what happened last night, but my my good bread flour that I get from um, Eat Here St. Louis with Preston, I got Janie's Mill in Illinois. They they stone ground all their fresh flour. It's expensive. Uh, I'm ready to make bread today, and all of a sudden Chippy's been dugging into my my, my bread. My bread basket there, so not not really happy with our elf. He, he's up to to no good these days. <laughs> Joey V, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy a Saturday away from the rink, and then we'll see you Sunday. Sounds good, boys. You guys have a great weekend. Take care. You too. That's Joe Vitale on 101 ESPN. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great, because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.